With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Gallagher Shots YouTube channel and podcast. We are back with another match preview. Uh, this time, it is the home fixture against Liverpool. Um, my name's Scott. I'm your host for this one. And this week, I am joined by Joe, Harry and Daryl. Um, boys, we'll jump straight into this one. Uh, it's a Saturday night under the lights, 5.30 kickoff. Seems to be a running thing at the moment with Newcastle United and games. Um, but the nice thing about that is it's live on Sky. So before we get started, I do have to let everybody know that the Gallagher Shots match preview is brought to you by Magpin. They are the go-to site for high-quality, unofficial enamel pin badges of Newcastle players, legends, and retro kits. If you want more information about Magpin, their website is magpinbadges.bigcartel.com. Um, we'll jump into Liverpool's form first and foremost, and I'll start with you, Daryl. Um, they've having a bit of a well, it's a bad season for Liverpool, if you if you're going to be honest. But it's a bit of a mixed bag recently. Uh, they're currently sitting in ninth, thirty-two points uh, with nine wins, five defeats, and seven. Uh, so sorry, five draws and seven losses. Um, they have only won one in the last five. Now that one win was against Everton. Probably the hardest time to ever dictate what's going to happen or predict what's going to happen against Liverpool. But with all that in mind, Daryl, mm-hmm. what are your confidence levels going into this one? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a little bit worried, not going to lie. Um, some of the injuries that we've picked up in the last couple of weeks have become a bit of a concern. Um, we don't know how Callum Wilson and Joe Willock are ahead of this game. Um, and, you know... It just so happens that the one game that they have won was that, that last one against Everton. And that's, I mean, I very brazenly said this ahead of where West Ham that everybody's beaten Everton because West Ham had beaten Everton as well. Um, and I, that didn't turn out too well. So, you know, um, so yeah, it's 
It is interesting. I mean, we caused them all sorts. I've got to, I keep reflecting back to the opposite fixture down at Anfield and, and just, you know, when you saw that start in 11 at Anfield and it was bloody Jamal Lascelles at centre-back and you just thought, oh my word, what's happening here? And then all of a sudden, we we're, we're absolutely blew them away for, for the most part of the game and, you know, had that bloody Isaac's second goal that should have stood ruled out, um, which would have won with the game. And then and then went on to lose that game, and it still stands as we're only lost this season in the league, which is very important um, in terms of how we've been since. Um, so yeah, I'm I'm a little bit nervous about it, a bit comprehensive about what's going to happen here because uh, I think it'll be another tight game, and you know Klopp is very unpredictable. I mean, we know how much he likes to have a whinge in the morning, a cry, and whatever, um, but he's been a bit unpredictable, and it's. The, the Liverpool team, I think, now would fall into the realm of unpredictable as well um, because that will have put their tails up on Monday. Um, they'll be, I think they'll be in, in a good spirit um, going into this and I am concerned. So, yeah, it, it's interesting about Liverpool. Um, you know, you mentioned that everyone was beating West Ham. We came a bit unstuck against them. Everyone's beaten Everton. You don't want to say that against uh, Liverpool. However, you know, in the last five, they've been beaten by Brentford, Brighton and Wolves, um, and then a draw against Chelsea. Um, Joe, given the complete unpredictableness of Liverpool um, and the fact that they've got a Champions League game midweek after this, and I think it's on the Tuesday, um, are you expecting maybe a lesser side coming out from Liverpool? Because I think they're probably sacking off the league a little bit now and focusing on that Champions League. Would you agree? It's it's quite possible. Uh, well, we're looking at the last few fixtures. There's not been any consistency across that Liverpool team, whether it's through the back four, midfield or uh, up front. And to be honest, they've been hamstrung a little bit by uh, a wave of injuries. So in that respect, they've not actually had much of a choice. They still have the likes of Thiago out. Um, and I think uh, Van Dijk is only just coming back to fitness. He was on the bench. We could see him at the weekend uh, to get some fitness up. It's, uh, it's quite possible. I mean... Uh, looking back at the uh, reverse fixture, as Daryl mentioned, I remember Harvey Elliott absolutely tearing our life apart in that midfield. Um, he's not been getting as much game time recently. He started one or two, I believe, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see him in the midfield because uh, if he starts, I'm, I'm a little bit worried. That lad's got energy and I think his um, his pace and dynamics with that front three, it does worry me slightly. Um, mm-hmm. I still... Believe I still believe in our midfield, even with Bruno out. I still believe in the work rate and the defensive capabilities. But it's it's a good point. It's a bit of an unpredictable time. Uh, yeah, for the likes of the Champions League, for the likes of the injuries. So it's going to be very interesting to see what kind of team will mash up against on that Saturday night. Yeah, you just feel given the the players that Liverpool have and the players that Liverpool want to keep, and also if you believe all the rumours, the players that Liverpool want to sign in the summer. <clears throat> Jude Bellingham. <clears throat> um, they're going to need Champions League football, and you kind of think their really one only chance is the Champions League to to get that at the moment. Because, like you've said, like we've all said, their league form is well below par. They're sitting in ninth. Um, Harry Joe mentioned injuries. Uh, I'm going to rattle off some names to you, and these are all the players that are currently on the injured list. Some of them maybe it's fifty fifty coming back, but. I just want to get your reaction to some of these names. All right, so you've got Diaz, Firmino, Yotta, Thiago, Van Dijk, Milo, and Canate. 
Well, Firmino and Jota, I think, came on against Everton. Um, so, they are back in the squad. Um, however, I think the majority of those players will go straight into our team. If you took away the whole morale thing and the whole chemistry thing of the team, I think a lot of those players would just drop straight in our team. Um, so, there will be a miss for them. But then you could also just go through the starting eleven and then go, oh, look at those names. Do you know what I mean? They've, they've still got a lot of depth within that team. Yeah. Um, and since Klopp came in all those years ago, he's always been about building those young players and building those kind of players that you wouldn't really think would get a start for Liverpool and now in the team. Um, so it could be an interesting one. Like um, Joe said, it's... Champions League or Premier League and that like you said as well could they start a weekend team um, now it's never going to be a weekend team with Liverpool is it I mean yeah. it's always going to be a strong team um, to, in all honesty I completely forgot about this game because Eddie Howe has this magical superpower of looking towards the next game I cannot <laughs> do that at the minute um, however <laughs> I'm now looking at it um, and I'm along the lines with Daryl as well um, I am concerned for the game. Maybe Liverpool, uh, the years to come, could become our bogey team um, and be that team that we struggle against. Um, and also, missing Bruno, massive miss last game. Um, so, it could be a tough game. And like you said, those players that are injured, some of them are coming back and I don't doubt would see Firmino and Chot. I'll get a few minutes, whether they start or come on later on. Yeah, Daryl, Bobby Firmino has always been a bit of a bogey player for us. He always just seems yeah. to... Pull a oh, trick or pull a goal out the yeah. bag when there doesn't seem to be much on for Liverpool. Uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't like to see him feature at all. But obviously, he's a professional footballer, and you, you don't want to see anyone out injured. Um, there is one player I wanted to touch on before we move on to Newcastle, and that is uh, Cody Gak Gakpo. Um, obviously, got his first goal against Everton last week. Um, is that a worry that maybe he's now broken his duct and the floodgates are about to open, given the? the amount of promise and the amount of uh, hype surrounding that particular player? Yeah, I mean, in, in a way, you wonder if he, if, well, I think certainly from my end, I'm hoping it's a hype that's similar to the one that uh, Diaz had and that he'll just struggle. Um, I mean, like you say, any any first goal is good for anybody's confidence, really, especially in a, in a new league coming from um, the Eredivisie like he did. Um, so, I think it'll be very interesting to see how he plays. And I think if I'm if I'm not mistaken, he's he's coming in from the left, isn't he? He plays out on the left and comes in. Um, so it's interesting because I'll, I'll delve into it a little bit deeper when we talk about ourselves um, in the next bit. Um, but you know, his his confidence will be right up there now, and it'll you know, it's 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 taken him a while from making his debut, but he's starting to fit into that side pretty well. Um, but I just hope we've got enough in the tank to just cancel him out. Yeah, and, and, and enough in the tank has been a bit of a worry um, for us, I think, in, in the past few games. Joe, we've, we've looked a little leggy um, in, 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 the, in, the, in the past couple of games. And this type of fixture probably couldn't have come at a worse time in terms of what comes after this game. Um, and we will be probably doing a, well, we'll definitely be doing a preview for the final. Um, but given the fact that we've got Liverpool, Man United in the final, and then Man City the week after. Um, is the the pace and the, the the skill of Liverpool a worry in terms of our mentality and also our physicality in terms of you know players just being absolutely knackered by uh, the end well, of these games? 
Well, you couldn't ask for an easier run of fixtures, could you? <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate what you're saying completely in that it's going to be a very pacey game. It's going to, I think it's going to be very end-to-end. There's going to be quality on both sides, both full-backs maybe, well, both sets of full-backs, maybe not Dan Byrne, but three out of four full-backs, I think will leave quite a lot of space at the back. It's going to be a very interesting matchup. The midfield is going to be absolutely crucial in this game as it was in the reverse fixture at Anfield. Yeah. Uh, whenever we, uh, to be fair, the last few games when we spoke about, I mean, the likes of Bournemouth and stuff, um, who are quite happy to sort of sit back and take and you know take the pressure. That's when we found weaknesses in our game where we are pressing, 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 and it's to no avail. Nothing's really happening. I do actually think that although on paper this is a more difficult fixture, the style of play and the style of game that we're going to have could really work in our favour. To an extent, yeah. I think this, like I said, the space being left open at the back, you're going to have Saint Maximin, Isak, who I'm, I'm, I'm putting down to start. I think he'll start this game, and uh, Miggy running into that. I, I think that's going to be dangerous. And I'll tell you what, Sean Longstaff's passing as well has really come leaps and bounds over the last sort of month or two. He's really picking out those forward passes and weighting them really well. I think that he is going to be massive in this game, and I do think that he'll play a massive part in our attack. Um, yeah, but I mean, it, it is obviously going to be a really difficult fixture. No one's, uh, no one's trying to say otherwise. But I do think that the style of play could at least suit us to um, play a little bit more to how we saw in the first half of the season, where we were able to be a little bit more effective in attack, exploit a bit more space, and ultimately, hopefully, get back to a few more goals get rid of that goal drought and uh, and gain a bit of confidence going into next week. Yeah, I mean, obviously Liverpool are, you know, on paper, one of the big six or whatever you want to call them, Harry. Um, the last time, you know, a team like Man City came to St. James's Park, we gave them a good run for the money and arguably should have won the game. You'd like to see a similar performance this week against Liverpool. However, I know Eddie Howe has said, and, and you've also said, like he, he looks at just the next game, but those players must have that Wembley trip on their minds going into this game at the weekend. You, you wouldn't be human if you didn't. No, I don't think you would be. Um, yes, the professionals, but in their professional careers, it'll be one of the biggest moments they've ever had. Um, and so I think, I know we've talked about it in the past, where do they get rid of that 5% just to not get injured and, and things like that, but both, I mean, they're not on par whatsoever, um, but it's still massive. Our fight for that Champions League place is is yeah. crucial. Now, obviously, you've got the Carabao Cup coming up and you've got Bruno coming back, so there might be the midfielder that just thinks I'm just going to go for it because I, I, it's, either, it's either I get injured and Bruno takes my place or I play fantastic and I play at Wembley. Um, but I, I do think it has to be on the minds. Um, I wouldn't like to see it. Um, I would love to see it if we're guaranteed a win at, at Wembley. I mean, all he is just sit back. I couldn't give a shit, to be honest. I don't care. If, that's if we win at Wembley. Um, <laughs> but, uh, yes, you're absolutely right in what you're saying. I think if, you wouldn't be human if you didn't have that on your mind. Um, and I'll have it on my mind. If I see a player stretch out a leg and for a tackle or, or make a quick sprint and things like that, I'm going to go, oh, like I, I will have that myself as well. Yep. So. Fingers crossed, it doesn't show too much. Yeah, so you've you've mentioned the midfield there, and I think Joe, you did as well. Um, Daryl, obviously, we saw 
Joe Willock go off last week with what seems to be a hamstring injury. I don't think we've had any more further than that. I mean, his hamstring was being strapped about two minutes before he went off. Um, obviously, Bruno is still serving that suspension. Um, that midfield could look a lot different at the weekend. Um, the fact that we've only really got Joe Linton, who's been the regular feature in there, um, and Sean Longstaff, of course. Um, how do you approach that? If, if you're already how, do you do you bring in Elliot Anderson as a stopgap? Do you maybe look to play a more advanced central midfield where you've got either Maxi or Anthony Gordon or even Isak playing behind a, a you know a striker? Um, how would you approach it? It, it, yeah, exactly. It's a very interesting thing to think about. Um, for me, the composition of that midfield three and, and how it sets out in, on, on the actual pitch itself is probably the biggest headache that Eddie Howe could have going into this game. Uh, we saw against Bournemouth, he tried Joe Linton in it, what we'll call number six, which is the deepest position in that three. Um, it didn't really work. It sort of prohibited Joe Linton in what he could do and how he could affect the game. Um, you don't want him doing that against Liverpool because you'll end up with him running the risk of getting that tenth yellow card, which obviously we know doesn't affect the cup final, but will affect yeah. big math. You know, there's huge games coming up against Man City after that as well. You don't want him missing games like that. Um, and for me, Sean Longstaff, if I think if he can work on it this week and put him as number six, if he still wants to go with a number six in there. That would be the one out of the three that I would prefer to see in there. What I think he might do is have, like you suggested there, having an advanced midfielder. And for me, that would be Anthony Gordon at this stage. Um, he came on against Bournemouth last week and he, he did really well playing in that role. Yeah. Um, linked up with St. Maxman fantastically on that left and setting up the goal. Um, and again, that then poses which of the two out of Joel and, and Sean Longstaff do you have sitting deeper or do you have them sitting side by side again that then puts no that limits Joe Linton's game it also limits Sean Longstaff's game because we know that Eddie Howe is a massive fan of Sean Longstaff's pressing from the front and we all know how good Sean is at doing that as well and able to, his ability to win the ball high up the pitch he won't be able to do that if he's pushed into number six um, yep. so I'll be interested to see how he sets it up and if he does do it that way, you'll probably see um, a formation that looks similar to a four-two-three-one, um, and you'll have Gordon that hole behind the striker. But the, the ideal thing about that is, if you're playing Sir Maxman on the left and Miggy on the right as well, they could change about. It could cause all sorts mm -hmm. of bother and change about and whatnot. And again, if Isaac's playing up front as well, he can drop back and he can interchange with any one of those three. Um, the other one I'd watch out for as well, having just been looking on Twitter this afternoon at the gallery that they've posted from today's training session, there seems to be a little bit of an emphasis on Ryan Fraser. So I think mm. he's not out of contention as well. Now, we know that Ryan Fraser's had issues and he's sort of hinted that he wants to be away. But this could really be his chance to put himself in the shop window if he's given that opportunity. Um, but yeah, for me, it would be Gordon in the hole behind the striker as an advanced midfielder and then the other two sitting. Yeah, I think I think a lot of that depends on um, Miggy Almiron and Alan St. Maxim because they both went off. Uh, they've the they've been photographed. They've been photographed in training again today, so they've returned to training yes. today. Yeah, they have. I think Miggy's was just a stamp on the hand, which yeah, I think I don't think that's going to keep you out unless you've absolutely shattered your wrist and you you know you're. Is that what you saying? Uh, Maxi wasn't injured. Is that no. what you're saying? I'm not saying that. Oh, are you suggesting that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. No. Well, they're both pictured in training today, so that'll do me. 
Well, the one player that was missing from the squad completely last week, well, there was two. There was Lascelles, but there was also Callum Wilson. Um, and it came out that he had a minor hamstring injury. So, Harry, my question to you is, if he is fit, do you risk him for this game? Or do you keep him on the bench, wrap him in cotton wool, use him if you absolutely need him, but keep him with an eye on the final and start Isak again? I think you start Isak again. I'd like to see Isak start again. He hasn't had a run of games yep. since playing for us. And I think it's, to him, it would be a bit like, oh, wait, I was just getting in the swing of it. And yes, I think everyone can agree he didn't have a fantastic game against Bournemouth, but no one did. Um, there wasn't a lot going forward. I know I know we're talking about strikers, but when we mentioned the midfield, there's no one that plays that six like Bruno. That gap between the defence and the midfield was atrocious. We just had to keep going out wide. No one was coming in and moving forward, which then affects you going up the pitch and your strikers. Wilson can deliver that just that one touch of magic and just put a top right, put a bottom corner. So for that reason, yes, you probably would save him for Wembley. Um, however, Isaac might have an unbelievable game against Liverpool as he did when he was at Anfield. Um, and then you've got the question of, oh, does Wilson or Isaac start? Um, and then it, it can all happen because, I mean, we don't know what's going to happen here. I mean, we could get injuries or anything like that. You could also play Wilson and Isaac at Wembley and have Isaac in that role behind Wilson. Um, but I suppose just a case of playing Isaac, build his confidence a little bit, um, and then hopefully Wilson is fit for, for that Wembley trip. Another argument for starting Wilson is that Wembley is a big pitch. You're gonna and the fact it could go into extra time, there is, you know, you need a big squad for that, as big as you can get. And uh, uh yeah, I think we can get away with one more week with the squad that we have, yeah. assuming you know Wilson's on the uh, at least on the bench. Well, at least it's none of our decisions to make. Like I said, we're not claiming to be any first-team coaches or anything like that. We are just giving our opinions and what we think we would like to see. Um, we'll turn our attentions to predictions. Um, and Joe, I'll come to you for your prediction first, mate. Newcastle versus Liverpool. What's your prediction? I'm predicting this to be a reverse of the fixture back in August, and I think we're going to win 2-1. Looking at Liverpool's form, Away from home, it is absolutely dire. They have they're, they're picking up less than a point per game away from home, and the amount of injuries that they've got. We've mentioned the Champions League on uh, Tuesday for them. <sighs> yeah, I, I, and our home record speaks for itself. We we still I know that we struggled a little bit recently, like scoring goals, but we've still won more than half our games at home, and I think yeah. We'll have one eye on Wembley, but at the same time, I think that's just going to G the players up more. And we're going to, I think we're going to uh, score two. Yeah, two and get, uh, I think, yeah, we may even get a clean sheet out of this. But I think with Liverpool's pace and obviously their, how clinical they are in front of goal, you can't put a pass them to score. But I'm going to say 2-1 Newcastle. Get in. I'll take 2-1. And we'll boo <laughs> the Liverpool players off at the end as well, just to give them Yeah, a yeah, just for shit. Yeah, so their own medicine. Yeah. Um, Harry, what's your predictions, mate? Um, this talk is maybe a little bit more positive about it because I'm not confident at all about the game. However, I still think we'll get beat 2-0. Um, I do think we'll struggle. Um, I think the whole Wembley in the players' minds might play a part. And I also think we have been out of sorts. Um, I don't want to say, oh, well, 
Liverpool have, have been playing poor. Liverpool are still Liverpool. Um, they've still got quality within the team. And I think when you look at, I forgot where I've seen this, it might have been on the channel or in one of the chats, saying that we might have more chance against Liverpool um, since we're not going to have 11 men behind the ball so we can play our football a little bit more. But then on the flip side of that, you saw the goal they scored against Everton and how quick they just went straight up the pitch. And yes, it was from a set piece, but their counter-attack is ridiculously fast. Um, I do think we'll get beat 2-0. Um, I would like to think we'll get a goal because I want to see a goal before Wembley. I want them to have that confidence that they can at least kind of do things like that against the big clubs. Um, but no, um, I think we'll get beat 2-0. Sorry, guys. Oh, who you at full time? Daryl, what's your uh, prediction yet? Well, I'm I'm going to complete the set here, and I think it'll be another one-one draw. Um, now, I agree with what um, the boys have said there about Liverpool's space. Now, I would like to think that our boys will be on top form at least for part of that game, and they'll be able to exploit the the space that's left behind when Trent or Robertson decide to go and have a venture forward. And I actually think the game itself might map out very similarly to how we played against Man City. I think the whole ethos of that game might be similar. Um, it'll be end-to-end. There's going to be a lot of chances, a lot of space created. Um, you know, Jurgen Klopp's sort of... I'm going to go spinal tap like rock and roll football that's turned into recently because of the um, inconsistency. Um, I think we'll go along that route. And uh, I think, you know... It will be very much like the Man City game. So, I, I will go with a draw. I don't think it'll be a high-scoring draw, but I'll, I'll go with a 1-1. Um, and I just think we just need to get ourselves settled and calm and be ready for the, the big game next week. Yeah, absolutely. So, for me, um, I'm going to go for a 1-0 win. Um, I think... We haven't talked about this yet, but the, the war flags display for Sir Bobby's 90th. Oh, yes, yes. Um, yes, incredible. Just the biggest part is that display did against Arsenal last game of the season. Mm-hmm. It'll get the fans G'd up. It'll get the players G'd up. And I just think it's our last game before Wembley. The fans will want to send those players off with, you know, the heads held high. Um, I just think something special will happen on on, on Saturday night. Yeah. And I think we'll win 1-0. Yeah. Um, Everyone will be G'd up. I'll, I'll be in <laughs> I'd love it, yeah. I'm not going to name a goal scorer this week because last week I said Callum Wilson score a hat-trick. Isak, he needs, his, he needs his goal, man. He needs Didn't his even retribution. Make the squad, so I'm not naming anybody. No, I'm not I'm not doing it because I, I feel like I jinxed <laughs> I it. I am. Isak. So, um, yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, no, if you haven't seen it, uh, the the War Flags are doing a, a special display for the 90th birthday of Sir Bobby Robson, so... That should be very emotional, but also absolutely outstanding to see. And I hope, I hope Sky Sports give it the justice it'll deserve and actually yeah. show it because uh, yeah. they've been a bit stingy with showing some of those displays in the past couple of weeks. Anyways, does anybody have anything they would like to add before we wrap this one up? The only thing Just I would before add... I get any negativity. Oh, go on, Daryl. Go on. Yeah, the only thing I would just add on to what you're saying about the display there, I think it will I think that'll be quite a tearjerker for a few people, especially myself, because obviously like my first games it's twenty years ago this month for my first game and it was the first and last time I ever heard the Champions League anthem at St James's Park. Um so for me I'll I think I'll definitely be crying my eyes out like when I see that flag because you know, Bobby means so much to so many of us. Um to some he's on the same sort of, like for me personally, he's on the same sort of pedestal as Keegan is. Now, whenever I saw Keegan's entertainers live, 
but I understand how important they are to the history of the club. But for me, it's Bobby and Bobby's boys. Um, they they are my introduction to to this football club, and I'll be forever grateful for everything he ever did. That's class. Well said, well said Daryl. That's brilliant. Um, I'm not going to say what I was going to say um, because it'll just <laughs> go for it. Completely. For it. No, 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 no. It's fine. No, do it. Um, do what it. I would say, no, 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 no. What I would say though is, um, don't give me any negativity um, about the uh, prediction that I made because I'm just patting myself 24/7 at the minute for the two <laughs> games coming up, and I, I'm I'm just expecting the worst, which is awful, I know, but that's just how I am as a Newcastle fan. Unfortunately, I was born into that Ashley era, and everything's going to go to shit. <laughs> how are the lads? How are the lads? Every, every <laughs> single week, Harry, you remind me just how old I am. Same as Jordan, actually. <laughs> well, I was born before the Asher era, but my, my first games were in the Asher era. Well, okay. we'll kind of end it on the Ashley era. So, Joe, yes, wrap it up, mate, with some closing words before we end this one. <laughs> Please, we kind of end it with the Ashley. No era matter what happens on Saturday, <laughs> no matter what happens on Saturday. We're going to be going out to Wembley the week after. And I think everyone, regardless of whether you've got a ticket or not, whether you're going down to London or not, this is just a culmination of everything that's happened over the last year or so. It's it's brought the fan base together. I know there's been a little bit of uh, you know arguments about you know, ticketing, balloting, whatever. I understand. But right now, let's come together and let's just celebrate the fact that we have a club and we have a team that Sir Bobby would be proud of and let's just go out in Wembley and kick some ass. Too right. That's more like Absolutely. it. That's how we that's how we end these videos, Harry. So <laughs> next week. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are gonna end it there. Uh thanks Harry, thanks Joe, and thanks Daryl for joining me. And thank you for watching. Uh like I said, this uh these previews we do every single week. If you do like them scroll down from this video and hit the little thumbs up button. Do you know what? If you don't like them, hit the thumbs down button. That helps us as well. Um, but while you're down there, hit the little subscribe button because that is the more important thing for us at the moment. We're so close to 10,000 subscribers. We're almost in touch and distance and we'd love to end the season on 10K subs. Um, so hit the subscribe button. And if you want to know when we go live or when we release new content on this channel, the little thumbs, uh, the little bell icon, sorry, will give you a notification on your device of choice when we post the content. If you let it go one step further, we do have a membership program. It's $2.99 a month. That gets you early access to content like this, as well as access to the Telegram group. Um, yeah, that Telegram group is all about tickets and meetups and all sorts. We're trying to arrange something on the Saturday, and I think a few of us are meeting on the Sunday who don't have tickets. So, yeah, if you want to be involved with that, $2.99 a month, and you'll get into that group. And, uh, yeah, all that goodness awaits you as well. But like I said, we'll go into this one full of confidence. Here's hoping that War Flags display does its job, and I'm no doubt it will. But let's go into this one. Last game before Wembley. We'll cheer the lads on. We'll hopefully get a win, and then we'll trot down to London, and we'll take over Trafalgar Square. Get it. We'll see you all in the next one. Come on, boys. See you later. See you later. Podcast Network. 
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.